Good evening, good evening, good evening. Um, If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to the Rough Life Podcast. Um, Today, I want to talk about some movies um, that I've watched in the last few weeks. One of my favorites um, that I watched last night was Sylvie's Love, um, and the actress is Tessa Thompson, um, and so she is um, a daughter whose uh, father uh, owns a record store. She's very much into television. She wants to be. She wants to work in television. She helps him run the store, or she hangs out there. Um, and she meets this saxophonist, um, and I think his name is Robert Namdi uh, Osamuha. Something like that. I, I, I'm sure I tore that up. But anyway, um, it's a summer romance. Um, and it was like setting is, I think, is 1957 um, New York City. Um, the um, movie was dedicated, and I thought this was interesting. It was dedicated to Diane Carroll, Nan- Nancy Wilson, and Doris Day. So it was their time. Um, so the you see it in the in the outfits that they wear and um, the manner in which she wears her hair and things like that. And you just get a glimpse of um, how black groups were um, being produced and where they were singing at, what type of venues, what did they go through, some of this stuff. But these two fall in love um, and they separate because she's engaged. Yeah, y'all heard me. She's engaged. Um her guy is at war, I believe, or something, and um, this guy comes along, and um, he really pursues her, and she does tell him that she has a fiancé, um, and so, you know, he respects that until he says something like, uh, if I go on a date, um, I at least usually get a kiss. That's a rule, and she was like, oh, we better not. And then she said, unless you consider this as a date, yada, yada. And then they kiss, right? So anyway, they fall in love. He has to leave and go to Paris to play with his band. And so she goes on with her life. He goes on with his life. They meet up kind of um, as jazz is transitioning to pop or rock or whatever it was. And um, he really doesn't have anywhere to play it or, you know, things he's, he's looking to get back into music. Anyway, she's already working. Um, oh, mind you, they had sexual relations <laughs> when that summer and she got pregnant. And so, um, she ended up telling him when he came back that that was his daughter and they tried to work it out and everything, but he did not like just being at the house or whatever. So anyway, he he talks to this guy. This guy said, I can help you get into Motown. He goes up there, and the guy's like a a runner for uh, Quincy. He, like, he was like, man, I was just playing. He said, I'm always lying, you know, basically. And so anyway, um, in the end, um, wherever he goes, she goes. He wants her to be happy. She wants him to be happy. It's a great love story. And the ending was good. So... That was a great one. Another love story that we just saw, because we're behind, was Queen and Slim. That is a beautiful 
love story for the black community. The soundtrack was nice. The writer was Lena Waithe. Um, you know, she does The Shy. Um, this was on HBO Max. The first um, movie I saw was on Prime. Um, Lovey's, Sylvia, Sylvie's Lovey, Syl, Sylvia's Love, Sylvie's Love, I'm going to get this one day, uh, is on Prime. And that was the first one I talked about. Queen and Slim on, is on HBO Max. Um, so it has uh, Daniel uh, Kalua and Jody Turner-Smith as Slim and Queen. Um, both are British uh, African actors. Um we got, um, oh God, his name is Bokeem Woodbine. He plays Uncle Earl, her Uncle Earl. And um, we always talk about the, the Florida man, right? This is not, all, this, this is a trash man, just FYI. When, when we say Florida man, we think, you know, they're doing something, you know, that's crazy. And he was. And this was Bertrand E. Boyd II. So this is, to me, I term this first date gone all the way wrong, right? So this was literally their first date. They're talking, they're joking, and then um, he gets ready to take her home, and they're talking on, and she has his phone, and he tries to playfully take it from her, but he swerves, and then here comes a police officer. I was ready to stop watching the movie at that point because I just felt like I was going to re-traumatize myself. Um, I just knew it wasn't, uh, but it happened so fast. So a little bit, it happened fast, but not fast enough. And then they were on the run and literally they basically fell in love on the road, on the run, on the run. And um, she was a lawyer um, he missed his family. He was this good, you know, guy worked and things like that. And they just had an unfortunate accident, uh, incident happen. Um, they shot the police officer because he, he escalated, um, something that should have been a ticket. And he, and she was trying to speak out on, um, that her dates, um, side because, she knew it was wrong what the cop was doing. The cop pulls his gun on him and then pulls it on her. And um, he actually shoots her uh, in the leg. And that's when um, Slim takes him down and shoots him. And then they know that their lives are forever changed. And so, um, but I did love the part, not that we condone, I condone, you know, people shooting cops or cops shooting people. Um, neither, but what he was doing was so, so, um, wrong. And so, um, it was like ingrained in him. I can do this. I can, I'm the police. I can do whatever I want to do. Not thinking that, um, other people want to go home too. Right. So anyway, that's what happened. They started, uh, they were on the run. I love the way the black community, um, and this and this story, from what I read, this story was not based off a, a true story, but it was based off of similar incidents that have happened, um, starting with Trayvon Martin and going on through this long list of people, black people who have been killed. Uh, so anyway, 
they're on the road. Um, they make stops and then they, they stop at her uncle's house. Um, and then they have to leave there and he sends them to this, uh, this white couple's house, and the woman is acting a fool. She don't really want to do it because she think that they shot the cop and the cop did nothing or whatever. And the, Anyway, the husband, they end up being hidden from the police, and then you see where they could be caught by this brother on the police force. Um, outside, He's outside guarding these white people's house because they said they know that they were there. They took their car. And so they go in the garage and get the the people one of their cars, and right when the garage goes up, it's the police looking for them, and he looks at them, they look at him, and he just let them go, and um, so they start seeing some of that down the road when she got to New Orleans to uh, her uncle, he helped her out, uh, and then he went to the white couple, then they went to this brother, the Florida man. And the Florida man turned to man. And at the end, all you see is his brother sitting back on his couch in his trailer house, counting his money. Hot. Now that, I was so, I was so upset by that ending. I, they had an ending that was, they were going to go out together. Because no, who wanted to stay in jail at that time uh, for I mean, you're going to die. You're going to die one way or another. So it might as well be on your own terms. So I think that's what was going on there. Um, but it was a great love story as well, I thought. And it was very emotional. Um, but it was good. It was a good movie. So shout out to Lena Waithe on that one. Um, and then me and my husband watched Judas and the Black Messiah. And this is about uh, Fred Hampton. Um, and the Black Panthers up in Illinois, um, and this FBI informant, uh, Bill O'Neill, who is played by Lakeith Stanfield, who betrays the Black Panthers like going undercover. He was a thief going around. Um, this is how they portrayed him, that he was a thief, a, a robber going around pretending he was um, the FBI and or the police and robbing people. So anyway, um, Oh, I felt all kinds of way with this one because the Black Panthers, they were showing them, showing how they were doing great works in the community, um, how they uh, got the uh, a gang to help them. They got some of the white supremacists to help them. So they had all these people coming together, feeding their, the kids. So if your kid didn't have nothing, that's what they were doing. They were all coming together for a common goal to feed and um, the FBI. FBI saw them as a threat, which is interesting because even if you have boys, I know I've told my youngest and his friends, like, hey, it's too many of y'all in one car, which is insane because if it's three or four white boys in the car, the police is not going to stop them. But we've seen the data on um, how blacks are stopped more, uh, especially black boys, black men. Um, and so... Um, it's just interesting to see how hard they went in on um, the Black Panthers. So I, I thought it was a great movie. Uh, the girl who was supposed to be dating uh, Fred Hampton, there was a love story there as well. And so it was really good. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a very action-packed, but uh, the dialogue was great. 
Um, the energy was great. So it was, a, it was a great movie. I recommend uh, seeing that one. And then, I believe yesterday we watched uh, Charm City Kings, HBO Max as well. You know how you get HBO <laughs> and you only want to watch it for one thing, but you figure since you got it, you might as well see all the stuff that you want to see or you, you think there's going to be on there. So that's what we're doing right now. Okay. HBO got us for a month. Okay. So anyway, um, Charm City Kings was released in 2020. Um, it's inspired by a true story about these bikers, uh, dirt bikers, uh, in Baltimore. Um, it's kind of a coming of age of three friends. It reminded me of the three little boys that are friends on the shy by Lena Waithe. Um, you have the boy with the dreads, you have the, the, the very, I don't, the one who comes from, um, like he has something, he's doing something with his life. He is working at a veterinarian's office. He loves animals. He knows some things. So his mom got him a job there, him and his mom and his sister. And then there's a, a heavyset little boy that is just a mess. And so it reminded me, if you ever watched the shot, that little group is the group that's in Baltimore. But they all want to be a part of this uh, this motorcycle club, right? So they come up with all these different ways that 13 and 14-year-olds do that probably should never be done. Um, and, and that always gets them in trouble. And in the end, they decide to rob a store to show the, the people that they're serious and they want to be a part of the crew. And it was a robbery gone wrong. Um, the little uh, the little guy that was, uh, um, what was his name? Oh, my God. Um, swear to God. <laughs> they called him Swear to God. Um, he ended up getting shot because the man they tried to rob, his wife came from the back and shot him. And so uh, what ended up happening was a guy... Meek Mill, I believe he he played a character who had been to prison, got out, and he was trying to he was on pro- parole and trying to a uh, probation, trying to do the right thing. So he was building bikes. He was trying to help them build bikes. And when this incident happened, um, the little boy who ran to um, who used to work as a veterinarian, I can't even remember the kid's name. Oh, they call him Mouse. He runs to the shop, and Meek Mill takes his. I think it was Meek Mill. I can't remember the guy. But the the uh, guy who works on the motorcycle, he takes the charge for him. And the guy who arrests him was the young guy's mentor. And so he allows him to take that charge for that young man. And then at the end of the scene, I mean, at the end of the movie, you see um, the one boy with the dreads who um, stayed in. And he was he was all in then. Um they see each other, and um, Mouse is getting off the bus going home. He just came back from veterinary um, school or some type of training, and um, they hug, talk about how they miss their friend, and then they go their separate ways, and you can just see their li- how their lives are probably going to turn out. Um, so um, it was a really good movie. Um, I know some people say, well, they're portraying us as this, this, and this. But sometimes these, I mean, this was based off a real um, story. So, um, you know, sometimes real stories are very interesting. But 
you know, we don't always want to hear us on the bad end of doing things either. So I did like to see how he ended up uh, coming out pretty good um, because somebody helped him out. There goes that village thing we have, kind of like with uh, Queen and Slim. The village was there, right? Um, Even in Judas and the... Like, when you watch black films, you see the village, no matter if you're looking for it or not. You see those people who are are helping you get through life, you know, those people who are mentoring you and uh, those people who are trying to save you from, you know, yourself sometimes. And so when I watch these movies, um, I love them because they're all um, predominantly black. Um, I I wish uh, on um, Queen and Slim, they had a part where the young man, their car needed fixing and they had gotten some money from her uncle and it was going to cost all that they had um, to get it fixed. And so the mechanic's son was had heard about them and he was excited. The dad was not. But the dad trusted his son with them, right? Trusted them to be with his son. He wanted, you know, if he worked faster, um, you know, um, they could hang around because they weren't going nowhere. It was like, no, we gave you all our money. We need to see that you're really fixing our car. So, but in the process, the little boy is is enamored with, with uh, Queen and Slim, and he's talking about just wanting to be remembered for something and that they will be. Um, and then the next thing you see, Queen and Slim pick up their car, they go, and then there's this protest. And this little boy, the boy goes to the protest and he's just on 10 um, and he's just, you know, in there, in there. And the next thing you know, um, they throw some stink bombs or something and people disperse and he run and then he comes back and he's coming uh, face to face with this black police officer. And he, the black police officer is like, hey. I just need you to go home. And he was like, what you going to do? Shoot me? No, I'm going to arrest you. What you going to do? And he, and he pulls out a gun and he shoots the black man. They could have kept that out of the movie. I did not like any of that. I thought that was um, disrespectful. That definitely. Did. Like, if, if he's going to play the part in that movie, um, you can't go around shooting your own people. Because that's not what that was about. But, I mean, our own people turned, turned Queen and Slim in and um, got, him, got some money for it. So, anyway, these were great black films that I wanted to share my thoughts on. I hope if you have HBO Max, I mean, that's three out of the four that you can watch. You can watch Queen and Slim, Judas and the Black Messiah, and Charm City Kings. Um and then if you have Prime, you can watch Sylvie's Love. Um, it's all about black love, people. Um, it's, it's real. It's real. And um, it's growing. And so I got, I got mine. Go get your own. Anyway, um, like I always say, um, don't go around hurting no one, not even yourself. This is Miss Ruff signing out for The Rough Life.